Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today, we are going to be talking about what's changing in the market, is the market crashing, and how do you pick a realtor? Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Episode four. Episode four with new and improved equipment. I sure hope it sounds better. This I feels, really hope this so. Feels like, it feels like the real deal. The echo is gone. There's no, no, no latency echo, echo, echo. <laughs> okay, so uh, in case you were wondering, my name is Jeff McLennan. I'm here today with Jeremy Ray and Matt Brabbins. Hello, everyone. Hi. What's been going on, guys? Oh, my God. Gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I, I have a hybrid coming. I know we weren't supposed to talk about cars. Uh, Welcome but, to Multiple uh, Offers, the car show. I just got to say, I did. we bought an electric car. For, yeah, it's, it's, my, it's my wife's car, but I've been driving the crap out of it. It's sexy, too. It's so sexy. Great cars. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think uh, I'll just leave it at that as that, but it is a very cute car. Um, and it, it goes and it goes way faster Thing than hauls, I thought it would. But um, yeah, great car. Um, yeah, what uh, what is new this week other than having uh, uh, the car of the future, Chevy Bolt? Uh, I've got a great connection if you need one. Um, I we did something different. We're going into the long weekend here, and I never do this, but uh, I listed an apartment going into the long weekend. Oh, you <laughs> so, you you broke you broke your rule. The rule. <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, I know. It seemed like a good idea. We talked about it. And we we're thinking, I, I know this happens at Christmas time where you get people that just work so much. They have money. They're totally willing and able to purchase something. And it's just a matter of time. And so, yeah, sometimes they might get the long weekend off. They know at Christmas time, it's the only time that they do get off. And you get those weird deals. I'm sure you guys have had them too, where it's like a week before Christmas. Someone's like, okay, I'm off for holiday. What's what's out there? Let's let's kind of buy something. Right. So you did it. So we did it. It's working it's, out. Uh, it's one of the lofts in, in New West here, the, the Murano lofts. So obviously, it's one of our, our favorite buildings. We do a lot of business in there. Um, but it's been great qualified people, great calls on it, good response. Nice. Uh, we had a one-bedroom uh, last week that we listed that, you know, was it, was it quite the same activity, which you would have thought would have been a more attractive price point, which uh, turned out was not. Do, do you guys want to Yeah, we need to your... call back. I know. We need to call back. There's a lot of we in jeremy's language there i I feel like there's a big announcement man needs to make an an apology you can't see my notes that's what it says okay it's a little bit of a confessional it's episodes one through three we we mentioned this last episode we pre-recorded those it turns out a couple months ago right and in that time a lot can happen uh a lot a lot can happen love can be in the air (laughs) man and i are dating again It's out. So, multiple offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives, and Jeremy and I are now on the same team. Okay, so get, you guys are a team, so it's two against one on the show now. You can bring your dad in if you yeah, want. Yeah, but um, I do want to mention... I, the- I'm going to bring him in. You will bring your dad. My dad will come in. Yeah, here. and we'll crush it. <laughs> uh, wait, the team name? We're the new West guys. Right. You had you had a really yes, good you, marketing you, genius you, come you, up with that You name. came up with it. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> waiting, waiting for Thank the tire you, plug. Un- yeah. Unless, you, unless tire the public hates it, in which case I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I know the whole point of the show was that we have different ways of looking at things and that we're supposed to disagree. Yeah. Jeremy and I, at this point, disagree more 
than we did before we worked together. Now that you're a team. Because <laughs> we have to actually get everything out there. Right. Like, on the table. Yeah. Matt, why, why, why are you doing it like that? Why, <laughs> have you always done it like that? Well, that's, that's weird. I would so. never do it like that. Yeah, so it's it, we're that that's that's our, our sort of big news, big announcement here. We are together. There's that's why all of Jeremy's we language of we full, listed this, we did that. Right. That's yeah. the new S guys, Matt and Jeremy. Okay. Had, <laughs> had to change a lot of marketing materials. Yeah. All those eyes to wheeze. <laughs> took, took Debbie like a good half an hour. It's a really difficult times for you guys. Um, cool. Well, that's really exciting. How about, well, how about you? My my news is less exciting. Um, I, I found out my Strata was double charging me. Fun. So this is a little bit off topic, but it is about stuff people buying condos will deal with. I was like, where is all this money going from? And I had set up a, uh, what am I trying to say? I had set up direct deposit. Right. And then Strata called at me and was like, you're not paying me. Send us a check so we can immediately ch- take uh, the money out. Auto withdrawals. Yeah. And I guess the person just didn't notice because I was paying them. Uh, but it's been it's been a few months. It's been since I moved oh. in. Holy uh, smokes! So they owe me. You're gonna check. They owe me seventeen hundred dollars. So if if you're in a strata, you know, check your fees because they can screw up too. Yeah. Well, generally speaking, check your credit card statements and your bank statements and see where you're spending all that extra money. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> well, that's where you're supposed to find out. Your strata usually doesn't tell you that they're double charging you. Yeah. So that's all that's going on. Although, uh, Matt, like you mentioned earlier, uh, the first three episodes of the show, we had recorded quite a bit uh, in advance to get everything ready because there was way more to figure out about getting this on air than we had planned. Uh, so a, a lot has changed since those three episodes did. Why don't we get into the news? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I got a news flash for you, Walter Cronkite. I am enlightened. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Okay, so... The last time we talked, you probably were hearing a ton of information about how crazy condos were going. Uh, Jer, I think in the last episode, you had mentioned 18 so offers. So many offers. What are we going to do with all these offers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and houses were really slow. Uh, so we officially, in the time since we had recorded, and now there has been a major market shift. Uh, people have been asking me what I think the market's doing and where it's going to go uh, for months, and my standard answer for quite some time has been uh, strata, condos and townhouses are too close in price to detached houses. I think one of two things will happen. Either houses are going to go up or condos are going to go down. It turns out uh, both of those things happened. Hmm. Is that what you guys are seeing in the market right now? It is weird because in the, I guess, well, when that was, those were recorded a little while ago now, as you mentioned, um, just, was it, I don't know, Matt, when did Regina sell? Three weeks ago? Let's say three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Okay, we'll call it three weeks ago. Um, Regina being a a beautiful home in, a beautiful home. in Queen's Park, right? In Queen's Queen's Park Park. in New Westminster. Um, And prior to that, there was one, maybe two, but we're talking about around the 2 million mark. Which yeah, you know, historically is at the upper end for New West, and historically takes longer. They talk take longer to sell, um, 
but all of a sudden they started to pop, even though the other houses were a little bit slower. And all of a sudden this luxury or higher end market is going. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas some of the other very strange little price bands that were. And it wasn't just Regina. Like everything. Every one of them in sort of that $2 million zone sold. And now that's carried on. So that was about three, four weeks ago. And since then, other product that's come on the market at that price point is selling like within a week and, two, and multiple, in multiple offers, offers. Yeah. Ed- Edinburgh, yeah. three offers, all cash offers, things like that, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, the real entry level stuff, I, I have a um, one bedroom condo for sale in Mount Pleasant. So the place that every single first time buyer in Vancouver wants to get into, it's one of the hottest markets mm-hmm. there is for four sixty five. We are the cheapest condo for sale in Mount Pleasant. And it's nice. It's been updated. It's an older building. Sure. Um, but in good shape. They're doing all the right things. And uh, we're getting tons of showings and tons of people asking, why hasn't this sold? Mm. But nobody's putting pen to paper. Right. Which, and again, I think, Matt, you and I were talking about this. The newer stuff, that's not the case, Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's when you start saying, well, it's an older building, all of a sudden that just scratches it off the list for a lot of the demographic that fits that first purchase profile. I want shiny and new. Yeah. Shiny and new. I, I think it's it's shiny and new definitely is part of it. And sometimes you can fool them with a reno inside of an old building. But even that, I, I think it's actually more about long-term foresight from buyers because there's concerns about when they'll be able to make their next move financially. Right. So they're thinking long term. So they're thinking newer building, less maintenance, fewer problems, all the rest of it. And that, I think, plays into it a lot, too. So you think they're worried about big assessments? If they're already stretched, too. Yeah. Certainly that's something that they're, they're thinking about. There's no extra kind of scratch at the end of the month. To it, uh... It's weird, though, because that got thought about a lot. I mean, that's always been the case. Right. But it used to be the dilemma was, OK, I buy shiny and new and I get small or I get more space. And I found in maybe five years ago, space won a lot of the time. If it was sort of clean and, and there's old buildings that are, they've done their plumbing, they've done their roof. There's nothing to worry about there, but you know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's I'm, I'm not talking building. about a problem building where it's like, okay, they voted five times to do the parking membrane and they right. just say no every time. Right. No building in particular. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's completely accurate though, that space i feel like it was 50 50 with with my people and it seemed like the younger right. people though they tend to lean towards shiny and new yeah i i guess i'm just saying if it was a coin toss before it seems like both sides are heads now mm-hmm. you know you know what i found those the last time we were really in a bit of a a softer market as far as buyers go on the condo side and this is a few years ago i noticed the very first thing to go was the the older buildings they, yeah, they took a way harder hit than the newer ones, and it was because of that fear of the unknown of what's my total cost of ownership on this, sure. and and that could be the direction we're headed in right now as we soften. The first thing to take a hit, kind of like uh, when we talk about detached houses, the first thing to take a hit are the houses on the busy street. Yeah, totally. Right? I feel like the old buildings take the hit first. Yeah, when when, we... when you're worried about getting into the market at all, you're much more willing to make sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. 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 So and in New West, our our old properties are still selling. There's been a few that like Eighth Avenue, a few around town, kind of dressed up. Um, yeah, well, we want to mow it, right? Mow it. Well, we've we've building. noticed that the you're not getting as many offers. Maybe it's three. It's not six to twelve. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe it's three offers. If it's if Vancouver, certainly if this is happening in Vancouver, if they are uh, 
if they're on the slower side, there's a good chance that that's coming, uh, that's coming our way. Uh, I mean, it's already started to happen. Um, I, the, the last time the market had its big crash in 2008, I remember before we felt it in new West, uh, Phil Moore, who back then was a really high producing realtor now is the president of the real estate board had said, uh, to me that he really felt like the market was going to crash. And at that point, all my business was in New West. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Phil said something that I've really watched over the years that I think rings true, which is New West is always the last to feel it. Even over Tri-Cities, you think? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And and since he said that, I've kind of always watched, and I don't know why, Hmm. but it seems like when the market goes up, New West is the last to go up. True. And when the market goes down, New West kind of holds strong and then corrects later. I don't know why, but maybe we're not, always a few months yeah, behind. Maybe not as severe. Maybe different channels funneling in that it's it's kind of isolated from some of that that in some ways because there's someone buying from some other area who's not quite feeling the pinch yet. Yeah, who's, and who's, who's sort of propping it up. Well, and and I think before my hypothesis was that we were a small market, and very often it was people from New West buying New West, so they weren't as affected by what was going right. on because we're kind of a little town in a bigger market. Yeah, we were very internalized. Yeah, but I don't think that rings true anymore. No, so much of our business, especially on the entry-level product, comes from people making their exodus from Vancouver proper. Yeah. Right? And maybe that's... That sounds like an episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Talk about that another day. I I want to circle back, though, talking about the actual news of the day, Yeah. right? And what's been out there in the news. And part of it is that it creates this uh, fear that the market is going to go down. And where does that fear come from? And it's usually a few sort of key headlines that are there in the news, right? And if you had to think about what those headlines are right now, does anything jump out at you? Do you want me to kind of tell you what I got in front of me here? Um, you can definitely, the only thing I want to say is we we actually have a question of this week this week. So are we getting into that territory yet or are we? Uh, not quite. I want to sort of, I want to okay. get into something a little okay. a little different. Then we'll, we'll, we'll address the question. But when I look at, What's in the news right now? They're talking about one national statistics. Okay. A lot of the news stories that come out are talking about our country across the board. And Toronto has been hit very hard, is my understanding. Very hard. And they love to talk about that because it is a massive market in terms of the size. Yeah. So what happens there extrapolates quite widely across, you know, all of the data for Canada as, mm-hmm. as well as the Vancouver data. We kind of skew the numbers as two cities. We ruin it for the rest of the country. Yeah. Uh, but when these... Newfoundland's just <laughs> slow and steady. <laughs> what, what crush? Yeah. <laughs> So these news stories come out and as consumers, I think we get excited, you know, that you're like, oh my gosh, well, this might come down. This could be good for me as a buyer. I I want to see that happen. You have to look at it and realize that one, it's a national story. You're talking about the one in in CBC, right? Well, and it's been, the the same data has been pushed out a couple of different news outlets. So there's a one, it's national data. Two, it's talking about how sales are down. And if you don't know how to- number of sales. Yeah, number of sales. Uh, And I think people get a little bit, lost in that because number of sales versus average price and just because average price is down according to this 11 percent across the country what does that really matter yeah sales volume again the number of homes that's selling is low well how does that compare to the number of homes that didn't sell do, do you know how low sales volume is down though so uh i was looking at the numbers in preparation for this so for, for people who aren't in real estate, one of the ways uh, realtor success is measured is by uh, whether you're in medallion club or not, which means you're qualified in the top 10% of agents 
in the city. And normally... And top 10% is calculated on number of transactions Number done. of done. So yeah. in, re- in talking about volume of sales, this is a good stat to be looking at. Right. Um, last year, do we remember what the year was to qualify last year, halfway through, or th- at the end of the year? Was it 20-something? 24 ends put you... I think it's around, yeah. Yeah, okay. Low, so my number might 20s. be off, but it, it, it was in the low 20s to get into the top 10% of agents in the city, which is probably surprising to most people. This year... So, so far to be in, the number is six. If you've done six deals to date now, and remember, more volume traditionally gets done in the the first half of the year than the last. So, we can probably confidently say that the number of deals to qualify as top 10% of agents in the lower mainland will be somewhere around 12 deals. So that is significantly it's a lower few sales. Thousand numbers. new agents too, which probably doesn't. Well, help that that's that. true too. The pool is has been diluted mm. for sure. So they're, yeah, yeah. Well, and sales volume is down. Yeah, but inventory is down. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I mean, I took a lot of statistics courses at university, and what I, one thing I learned is you can hang s- on. Matt took statistic courses. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, they made me do it. Uh, the only thing I learned is that you can spin stats any way you want sure. to make your argument sound great. Yeah. Right? So so what's the point of looking at that? Because if sales volume is down, sure, fine. But if if inventory is down, well, why, is all, why are all these things happening? I think if we revisit this two weeks from now, we're going to see a lot of inventory. Well, and we're just seeing that in the last two weeks. There's a yeah. big, big, we, big spike. And the, the interesting thing from the stats from the past month here for, for April 2018 um, it actually showed inventory increase and sales numbers decreasing, which normally you don't go into spring with decrease inventory increasing. It's been a spring. long time since we saw to- that. Totally yeah. on par, totally normal, uh, pretty typical. But sales decreasing was the interesting thing to just sort of see when those two lines are going in opposite directions. It's something to, to pay attention to. Yeah. So anyway, just when I read that news there, I thought it was. Uh, as a consumer goes in Vancouver, if mm-hmm. I mean, really, if people are listening to this show to understand how to navigate the real estate in the suburbs around Vancouver, uh, those national news stories don't always apply. Right. And things can get spun in really weird ways. And but- a lot of times they're behind. A lot of times they're oh, talking yeah. <laughs> about stuff that, like, I feel like the news is always a month or two behind. Well, it is what's because it's waiting happening. for the stats to get compiled and delivered to them. Yeah. So it's always out of date. That's why people should listen to our show. I, I think that's an excellent reason. <laughs> Subscribe to multiple offers. <laughs> We're going to be up to date every every week. And this week, our question of the week is going to come a little early in the episode. Because we actually got one. We got one. Super exciting. Uh, well, no, we need to let them know why we're going to pump it in early here because uh, it relates to the news story. Okay. So we're going to put it out of order. So coming in, question of the week. Check out the big brain on bread. How's it working out for you? What? Being clever. Who knows where thoughts come from? They just appear. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. All right, super excited to get our first question of the week. And uh, thanks so much for submitting it. Had to go chasing it a little bit. And because we usually do this at the end of the show, remember, submit your questions to feedback at morealestateshow.com. Is that right, Jeff? Feedback at morealestateshow.com. I learned. You got it. (laughs) So thank you to Alexis for your question of the week. And Alexis wants to know, is the market actually going to crash? Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> who, who who wants to take That's this a, first? Oh, uh, I, I asked the question. I don't have to answer it first. 
No, uh, it's not going to crash. I say yes. Are you it, just trying to be difficult now? No, uh, uh, the answer is definitely yes. The, the much harder question is when <laughs> will whoa. the market cr- crash? I mean, the, the market always eventually crashes, right? Oh, and crash or correct? No, it crashes. No, it doesn't crash. Yeah, uh, 100%. When did it crash last? Uh, the last big crash was 2008. Yeah, and what happened in, that, in 2008? Okay, so this is 100% what I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> um, so, the market always crashes at some point. It is what markets are supposed to do, and the people who lose in a market crash is the people who panic and sell. Because, Jer, as you asked, um, so... I guess I want to go back and tell a little story. Uh, the reason I think about thinking, and sorry to Alexis. Alexis, is that her That's name? Right. Yeah, I mean, his, his, name. Name. his name. His name. Alexis on fire. Um, <laughs> so we always, everybody wants to know this and everybody worries about it and everybody thinks about it. And when I first got into real estate, I spent a lot of time thinking about this as well. I used to go to uh, market predictions that uh, Royal Bank put on every year and they'd bring in all these experts from CMHC. They would sit there and they would tell you what was going to happen in the following year. Definitively. This is what's going to happen. And we've already mentioned in 2008, the market crashed. CMHC's opinion was that it was going to level off and we are going to see neither gains nor losses, but we were going to have a very flat market. It crashed hard. On top of that, 2009, I went and saw, and again, They said, okay, it is going to keep crashing for another five years. Expect that we will not see returns uh, five years minimum. Halfway through 2009, the market was higher than it was before it crashed. Before it fell, yeah. So nobody who hung on to their property that bought, like everybody's worried about, oh, I don't want to buy right before it crashes. And there's been a few other little corrections, but 2008 was the big one. Nobody who bought right before a crash, if they hung on, cares now, right? Like no. all the people who bought at the height of 2008 laughing, have made hundreds of thousands of dollars on their investment. And, and I guess that's why. Like, yes, the market will crash. If people make it crash. Well, it, it will, right? Markets go up and go down. Historically, uh, every 10 years or so, there is a correction. We're yeah. kind of due. I'll, ch- I'll chime in. Okay, get in there. 2008. Yeah. Couple... Bad things happening, market crash in, in America, stock market crash, um, the housing, uh, the financing issues that they were having there. Um, anybody who was reading these newspaper articles, it's just, it, I, I'm of the opinion that it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, I, everybody's waiting, especially in Greater Vancouver. Everyone's a speculator. Mm-hmm. Everyone's holding on to this. They're looking at They all at, want it so bad. You got to buy a house. You got to sell a house. You got to live somewhere. It's And your rents aren't cheap right now. So um, they see that. They're waiting. That they're looking at this as some sort of a you know commodity, some sort of a stock that they're just waiting for to, to time that market perfectly. And everybody flooded the market because it was all over the news that the market's a tanking. It's about to crash. CMHC reports, you know, the, regardless of the news outlet, market's tanking. I got to get. I I don't want to be the guy holding the bag at the end. Um, so it was it was self fulfilling. The buyer said, "I'm not buying because I'm going to wait until the very very bottom." And like you said. How long did that? Well, not, didn't last very long. And once once news was out that hey, it looks like things are getting back to normal, yeah. um, or that things are we've already hit the bottom, and and all of a sudden now everyone's oh, buying. It comes back like in a fury, in a, right? Yeah, it's so, so fast. Well, because demand here is so strong, and it always will be. So no matter when things fall here, 
is we I, I say this when I work with my clients. We are a fear based real estate economy. It's <laughs> fear that it will never stop going up. And that's how we go up so fast and why we get so many competitive multiple offers. Or it's a fear that it is crashing and is never going to stop falling. And we never seem to find a way to sit in between and just accept. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> we are just fear-based. Like, oh, it's never going to stop oh going God. up. I got to buy this one because if I don't buy this one next month, it's going to cost me another 50000 So throw everything at it. Or it's a fear of if I buy it this week, well, next week it's going to be another 50000 less. So I'm just going to sit and wait or not buy or whatever it is. It's just constant fear. It's a terrible way to live. <laughs> We're all going to die of <laughs> heart attacks really early in Vancouver. Or, or just have ulcers. Yeah. Part sorry, the, kind of another part of Alexis's question was: Is the market going to crash? Because he's looking at these news stories and all the signs that are out there. He's saying, or is just this kind of a normal part of the market, right? And you know, that's sort of a, a really generous second part of the question to say: Is this normal? Or I, I want to say to him, just give him credit for looking that at that from a really pragmatic perspective and being open to that, right? Yeah, and and I think the difficult thing to answer in in his question is that I'm being so careful now not to call <laughs> Alexis a girl again. I'm sorry, Alexis. Um, I think the really difficult part of his question is this is not a natural thing. It is very natural for markets to crash, but we've had outside government forces that are intentionally trying to cool off the market. It's a very good point, Jeff. Well, why, Excellent why, point. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> so no, it's not necessarily part of the normal life cycle. But I still think when the crash comes, if it's a week from now, if it's two years from now, like when a change in the market happens, who knows? It'll come back. Absolutely. So long term, we're saying that someone like Alexis, if he's interested in getting into the market, something like that, he's safe. If somebody's looking to liquidate because they think that this is the high, well, we know statistically it always comes back higher. So unless you have a real good reason to liquidate and put that money somewhere else, not necessarily. Yeah, and I wouldn't go out and buy. Like in 2008, uh, there was a realtor in our office, um, and he was buying new development. He bought one new development, and then he sold them both and bought two new developments with the profit. And then he sold those two, or he sold one, sold two, bought three, and he kept doubling down on his investment. Um, and I think now would be a really terrible time to go into that strategy of making money. Like I. Real estate is so safe long-term. Now wouldn't be a time where I'd be like, okay, I'm going to buy something, renovate the hell out of it, and flip it in six months. Absolutely. I think this is, uh, this is a really good subject matter, but we should probably uh, sort of wrap. But I, I want to sort of have one closing comment to everything you guys have said is that uh, you, you started, Jeff, by saying, you know, houses have been strong now and condos were sort of took their, their strong sort of gains earlier in the year. And I'm noticing the different waves, right? As condos go down or houses go up or whatever it is. And if houses took their, their drop earlier this year and they're already back and into multiples, like that category has recovered yeah. so quickly. The segment of the, the, the real estate uh, community buyers or sellers who are looking at the condo side of things that are cooling right now should look at the detached side and realize it was a four-month cooling period. So don't get your hopes up. You know, if you think that things are going to be taking any major dramatic changes, it's likely we tend to level off pretty quickly here because of what I said earlier, demand is always so strong that as soon as something looks like a reasonable deal, there's always somebody who wants it. When we run out of space because of ocean. <laughs> right? Yeah, Jerry was saying yesterday, we better build that bridge to the Sunshine Coast. We need more land. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. 
You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. Wrong. National debt. Wrong. Wrong. Advocate. Wrong. Without money, we lost one. Wrong. Wrong. Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Okay, so let's say you've decided to buy or sell your home. You listened to our buyer mistakes episode. You've listened to our seller mistakes episode. You know what not to do. And if you haven't uh, listened to those, feel free to go back. Those are episodes two and three. Um, But now it's time to pick a realtor. How do you do that? Great question. Mm, Swipe uh, left. Right. <laughs> there should be a Tinder for <laughs> real. No, there should not. I actually, scratch that from uh, from the record. What are you saying, Jer? You got uh, a face for radio? Tinder for her. There are yeah, there not, are you know two realtors I know of in our office who have met clients not necessarily on Tinder but on online dating apps. I did not know that. Oh yeah. Could you put yourself on Tinder holding a like your open house sign or something? <laughs> it, it's just a house. Can I tell my wife that I'm like I'm going on dating apps because it's Beb. good for business? <laughs> Listen, I'm prospecting. A lot of leads here. <laughs> a lot of leads. Notice all your clients are female. <laughs> I don't think either of the dates went well. Like I think well I I know for sure the gentleman of the two Date went poorly, and he was like, you want to buy a house? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, All right. Well, um, I guess picking a realtor is kind of like dating. <laughs> I think it's was a it, lot like dating. Was that inten- a lot like dating. That's not like an intentional segue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was planned, was it? Well, I wasn't here earlier, but... <laughs> I, I think it's funny. We plan so much when you're not here, Jack. <laughs> Do you plan out the puns? Those just Do, all come naturally. Write those down. Are terrible jokes. Uh, okay, okay, Matt. Sorry, we Dating. derailed you. Yes. Okay. Uh, you, want me, you want me to kind of give my side of things? Sure. Okay. All right. Well, well, we'll help our audience here a little bit when it comes to if you're thinking I want to choose a realtor, and you know, Jeremy posed it to me once in a really good way, where he's like, "Well, Matt, if you were to move out of town, how would you pick a realtor?" Hmm. Right. And but that's a realtor that's even knowing what you know now. Yeah, it is knowing what I know now, but it is, it is in a sense how I would recommend someone to do it. So I thought, okay, let's pretend I'm going to move to Calgary. I know nothing about Calgary. I don't know what any of the little suburban neighborhoods are you're like. You're from Edmonton though. So Ed- that might yep. be a bad. And I still know nothing about Calgary. Wow. You're, you're from Edmonton? <laughs> is Edmonton Edmonton's better than Calgary? Is that a, is that a fact, known fact? Edmonton is better. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Ex- unless you're from, you know Matt's from Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're from Calgary, you're going to say it's better. And then, how many cups do they? I have? need to get out of this right now. Okay. I lived in Edmonton until I was five, so I have real deep roots. Okay. So you're and moving, strong opinions. You're you're quitting real estate and you're moving the family to Calgary. Yeah. So I know nothing about it. And how would I pick a realtor? I would first want to kind of dial down and pick roughly which end of town I think I want to live in before you select a realtor. Before I Location pick a realtor first. Yeah, I'd probably just yeah. Somehow I'm going to narrow that down and let's not dig into how that happened, but I'm going to figure it out probably through people I know trying to you know, get some ideas of work, schools. Yeah, location probably close to where the rest of my life happens would be ideal. And then I'd want to choose a brokerage in that area probably, uh, brokerage being where the realtors work out of, right? Those offices where you can go find a number of different realtors. Interesting. You would 
you would narrow down a brokerage based on brokerage brokerage first. in the neighborhood that I'm interested in. Oh wow, that would never even <laughs> occur to me. Yeah, that was, I totally I would not wouldn't do that. Do that. Oh, we okay. disagreed on something. Yeah, I'm totally like area specialist. Like find my neighborhood, find a brokerage in that area because I'm a shop local guy. But what if like, there's I four want it bro- in my zone? Four brokerages all within well, the neighborhood. If I hear one and it sounds like the name of like an insurance company, I'm just going to steer away. Okay, I want to know that it's like real estate. Okay, so I'm probably going to go to a. Are Remax we pretending brokerage. that you're not a Remax agent at this in this no, version? No, this is no, this, this is, is for real. Okay. So I mean, for yeah. real, I would I would start at a Remax brokerage. Okay, yeah. but in a, but if I started flipping through and looking at the agents and being like, oh, these are all a bunch of dinosaurs with pictures from 1995. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to move on and try a different brokerage. Yeah, I've refer. I always start with Remax when I refer friends, but I've had a few times where I'm like, oh, these guys, none of them look like a good fit. Yeah. I, yeah, I need to shop around. Yeah, so I'm doing the, I'm doing online dating here. So and then I'm going. I'm looking at the website. I'm looking at the picture. I'm trying to get a sense. Are you up with the times? Pretty much just through their photo to start with. Okay, I'm okay. I, I am judging. You're them on judging their books by covers. I am books and covers. If Got you it. if you had if you have a picture that looks like it's more than five years old, non-starter for me. Hmm. If I'm that's how I'm doing it. <laughs> I so don't care about anything <laughs> that you care about. <laughs> okay, and then I'm, then I'm checking them out. And then I'm going to go and maybe uh, try to. I'm, I'm assuming I'm in town at this point. Are you going to spy on them? I'm going to like go to an open house. Yeah, and I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to find out where they live. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to see how things go that way. So I'm like a I'm like a Match.com kind of dater. Like I want to find sort of where we have commonalities. Look through some profiles. Really like creep you maybe a little too far. See what kind of car they drive. Okay. Yeah. And then and then I'm going to go and meet you without you knowing I'm meeting you. I'm going to decide if I think you're, so you're, you're not, worth asking out. You're not saying, out. hi, I'm Matt Brabins. I'm here to find a realtor. You're like, tell me about this home and this neighborhood. Yeah, how are things going on? Like, let's just, let's just see how things are going. And then I might ask him out. What kind of car do you drive? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's probably how I, I would look at it. And then I would start to get to know some of them. I may even date a couple of them at once. What? Whoa. No, I wouldn't do that. But yeah, I, it's I, good. You have three or four working for you. So I you would know. never fake it, but I would meet a couple of them first, and I'd say, "Hey, I just want to meet a couple people." I'm I not. think it's a great idea to meet a couple realtors yeah. first. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to give them any false hope on the the, the relationship, or you know, yeah. they you know, think you, that we're getting engaged in the tease, first week you're not, or anything. Not like leading that. them on. Yeah, so okay. that's that's how I do it. I would, yeah, I would say I'm agree with that. Other than the brokerage thing, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <that's ridiculous. laughs> Yeah, I don't know where that's coming from. Well, at all. I had to start somewhere. Where would you start if you started the brokerage? Well, I mean, okay, if we're talking, and this is just a side note, but I was when we had this conversation a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what? I think I might go meet, go into the office and and ask for a newer person because I have real estate experience. So okay. I kind of want to throw a bone to the new guy because we've all been new before. Okay, but let's. <laughs> I mean, the, the topic but, is how should... Yeah, that's listener, not helpful. But the, that's... Like, if our answer to how should you find a realtor is become a realtor <laughs> for 10 years that, and then just pick someone new and teach them how to do it. And then you just that do it help. on your own and you look at it as like a mentorship. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let me that, tell you how That sounds done. horrible. Now now that it's come out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> but I would, I would have to agree. Um, I have done... I went to Squamish with a client once and... Part of that was, and it, you know, it was a good client, an old neighbor. Um, I don't go up to Squamish; it's far away. And we yeah. went up, and we said, "I told him before the New West guys, we go as You're far as Squamish." Squamish. No, that's uh, just it's the New West guys in Squamish. It's, yeah. <laughs> Squamish edition road trip. <laughs> but anyways, uh, let the client know that hey, part of this is just to kind of get your, your feet wet because at that time you didn't even know if you wanted to be up there. So okay. before we go and waste another agent's time with the referrals, and I don't know, I don't at, at that time I didn't have any specific Squamish person we ended up going up there and 
met somebody who was actually just doing an open house for somebody else, um, helping somebody out with their open houses. And they ended up being awesome guy, help, super helpful, hardworking, knew the market, but it was so kind of similar to what Matt was saying, you know, just to, it sounds like you went on a blind date. We went on a blind date, rolled the it's dice. Totally different than my online it, clicking through profiles. Yeah. I'm not that intense with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it worked out for us. We met, uh, I guess I can, yeah, Will Black up in Squamish there. I think he's Whoa. McDonald Realty. He did Great no balloon. Plug for Will Black. No, no, it, no balloon there. And it went awesome, well. Will, awesome guy. Will Black nailed it. Nailed it. Put in a lot of work. So, um, so you're we recommending. We showed up after the open house too, and he's still, I was like, no, I'm an agent. And he probably could have told us like, go take a hike and book an appointment. You're recommending getting set up by a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your friends know you. So yeah, get your friends to probably could pick a good person for you um or could just end up being their cousin who's tired of seeing them so i mean yeah that's i would for for me buying if i was selling I, it would be different um so you just pick I the was, biggest realtor in town i would yeah i would say balloon and then balloon first and then uh balloon meaning remax who's got the most signs um yeah remax but i don't I, remax is a good fit for us and and for me and i'm happy i'm there but i'm not i don't you know, the brand. And Why would you pick Remax Balloon first? Uh, Just because loyalty, because you are a Remax agent or is there something? No, else? but and without, you know, getting into, uh, into different brokerages and different models and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm very content where I am. And uh, I, I know that they're full-time people that aren't working yeah, secondary as, as consumer, and third jobs. Yeah, I think I have a I, higher probability of Getting someone qualified. Someone's grabbing a you are you know, guessing. an agent from some other brokerage that has minimum fees. Well, it's because that person's either, well, they're either extremely frugal, um, but a lot of times we just well, we've come across them in our day to day lives where they're working other jobs and they're just starting out and they're not going to go spend a thousand fourteen hundred a month on uh, on a higher end brokerage. Okay. Um, so, anyways, that I feel like it does actually filter out. So now I feel like I'm agreeing with Matt, um, <laughs> but. Uh, Having, yeah, having product knowledge. If somebody is selling a, a lot in the neighborhood, I think it. So how do you how do you choose that it is that person? If you're that has living that product there, knowledge, you see their junk mail. Okay. Um, you might see their signs up, but that can also I would say that be careful because that person could be so swamped. You could be one of 200 people that they see in a year, 200 groups of people. So if you're looking for a hands-on approach, you might not be able to get that from that person. Everyone's got their own approaches. Some people are a little more hands-on than that. Um, do you have something to? Yeah, that that kind of really leads into what I wanted to say if oh. that's okay. Yeah, I I think I'm I think I'm almost Yeah, I'm almost done. Okay. Um, no, I'm done. Cool. Um so I really agree with you don't want somebody who's so swamped they don't have time for you. And I I'm going to get to that. Uh I've I've been married for over just it's 10 years this year and Rachel and I dated for a long time before. So I don't know what online dating is like. I've never done it. Uh, so I'm not Match.com guy. I don't even understand the reference. Um, <laughs> I do get what Tinder is. Um, I want to meet my realtor in person. And I think uh, a referral is by far the best way. So if I was moving to a new area, I would be asking my friends who live in the area, do they know someone uh, who who they've worked with that they had a great experience with. Uh, another great source um, is I would be utilizing social media. Um, I have a lot of clients coming to me from uh, different moms groups in Vancouver, like 
moms will ask on social media, hey, recommend a realtor who sells this area. And I'm, I'm noticing more and more people are coming that way. I think that's a fantastic way. I also notice that, uh, so ask your mom's groups. Do not ask your dad's groups <laughs> because uh, there is a fantastic new West dad's group, but it's, it, we just talk about beer. Uh, so if, if you're a dad, maybe get mom to do this. Um, but I, I would get a referral and I'd probably get two or three. And then I would call people and see who wants to meet me. I, I like your idea of going to open houses, but what I want to know is that that agent has time for me, that I'm going to be a priority, and that they're willing to actually, before they even know what's going on, come down and sit down with me. And just like a date, I like coffee as a first date, <laughs> you know, because uh, you can end it really quickly. And one of the big things, like you want to know that your agent is qualified, but you also want to know that you're a good fit. And I mean, I want a realtor who wants to make sure that I'm a good fit for them too, if I'm the buyer or seller, right? Like I want somebody who's pumped to to work with me and that I get along with and that when I sit down with, I feel like I can trust this person. And And for me, there's no way I'm going to know whether I can trust a person unless I spend, unless they're willing to invest at least 15 minutes sitting down with me, explaining to me how they work, what they think's important to me about the process. I can ask them a ton of questions. Um, yeah, that's so how you're I kind do of it. saying like you want to go and have a first coffee date with three different ladies, <laughs> speed dating, and find out which one you, you're you're interested in all three of them. Yeah, they all seem okay, but yeah. you're probably going to get along better with one of them over the other two. You're gonna have a, a yeah. better a better connection, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is gonna save the process of I don't want because essentially when you hire a realtor, especially to buy, but really to buy or sell. Um, a part of it is you're hiring somebody to be closer to you than your best friends and family for the period of time that you're actually doing this, right? Yeah. Like I know stuff about my clients that I would guess their family has no idea because they need to tell me in order for me to help me do it. And you get close. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So I want to know that I'm, you know, if I'm going to spend three or four months talking to this person on a daily basis and telling them, everything about my hopes and dreams and what's important to me and how I'm going to do all this. I need to know I can trust them. Right. I think yeah. that's super important. Yeah. yeah. And also like, I want somebody successful, but I don't necessarily want the biggest guy. I, I don't want, sure. unless the biggest guy has put out in systems that he can give me time, but I, I don't want to be just another number. Yeah. The baseline is sort of like you want a combination of a good emotional connection along with competency. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You need to have, I, I feel like that's where people can really go off the rails when they're finding a realtor Sure, is finding that really good emotional connection. And they're like, I love this person. I'm like, that's great. I'm really glad you enjoy your realtor. Do you know if they have any clue what they're doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would be worried about that when, you know, in terms of referrals too, like we all, you know, we all do it. We all ask our friends and, and suggestions. It's huge. I know Facebook's huge with like, you just put one post out, like mm -hmm. I need a carpet cleaner and everyone will give you a ton of different ones is you don't, because real estate transactions don't happen as frequently and you're dealing with a young person and they don't, you know, they don't know what they don't know. So if that, they think their person was awesome and you're like, actually that person's a tool or does no idea, but they were like bubbly and it was fun. You know, is and that we're not one size fits all. Yeah, right? exactly. Buying a house is not yeah. like buying a spoon. Yeah. 
right? But I like that you said three people, and I think I would agree. I think we would all agree on that. That interview people, get in front of them. Yeah, wh- I mean, whether it's coffee, whether it's going to open houses, I think that's a great thing to do. Um, if, you, you in if, the if you want to be a little shy, right? You want to dip your toe in, but you don't necessarily want to give show all your cards yet. I think going to open houses is a great way. And and I mean, I don't know if the public knows this, but realtors at open houses are looking for clients. Yeah. This is That's why there's a sign-in sheet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. That sign-in sheet isn't to protect the seller? <laughs> don't worry. Something your Rolex was stolen, but we have a bunch of names and phone numbers here. Half they... of them are fake, but we we're totally more secure. We, Security I mean, we could... is paramount here uh, at the open house. <laughs> We yeah we could, we could do a whole topic on, on what's a, what's actually happening at open houses, oh, which maybe yeah. uh, the code maybe we'll save that for a later date. Yeah, that's a, that'd be a fun one. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anybody have anything they want to add? No. I, I could talk more, but, but okay. Well, no one wants to hear that. I think Matt wants to. Uh, <laughs> Matt, you going to tell us a story? Do I get to do story time this week? Story time with. It's story time with Jer. Great story. Compelling and rich. It's not always my story? No, it's not always your story. What if Matt has an awesome story to tell? Well, he can tell it to me or write it down and I will (laughs) paraphrase. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. So gracious of you two to let me do story time this week. You're welcome. No pressure. I didn't even write it down for you, Jer, so I'm going to tell it myself. Is Really? Yeah. Wow. Why don't you just whisper it in my ear? <laughs> do, do, do I need to leave the room? <laughs> anyway. Okay, I have a story. It just so happens it's just kind of, it's very recent with me and my business, uh, but it ties in very, very well with what we've been talking about today as far as uh, potentially the market crashing and that kind of stuff. Um, to get to it, uh, sort of the real overview, I've got a client looking to buy a townhouse. And it's, you know, townhouses in this area can fall into almost the $1 million range. And looking for something that's sort of a good sort of stopgap, maybe a five to eight year plan be in the townhouse. And when things go good financially, move up into that sort of dream house situation that they think they can really do long term. And if they can make that move sooner, they will. But it's probably more like a five year thing. And we're going and we're finding these things and they are starting to move and they're selling and they've got their ideas about it, but they find the right townhouse. And when it comes time to make an offer, they're getting caught up in their head about how the market's going to crash hmm. and this million dollar ta- price tag. And it seems as far as comparables go, when we look at what other product is sold for, it seems reasonable. We can get a deal done somewhere, should get a deal done somewhere around close to the asking price. They're not out of line with what they're asking, but the client's like, well, no, the market is going to go down. So I'm going to be offering eight twenty five. A little, little off. It's, it's a little low. And, uh, and I'm not interested in, in what, getting... What, what is... Is it asking like nine ninety nine ish? Yeah, yeah, nine ninety nine. Let's just okay. say I'm just calling it a million is a good sort yeah. of round number, right? But they're, they're, and then they're like, and then it turns out that they have no interest in really coming up anywhere beyond eight fifty. Okay, so looking for so a that fire they sale. want tomorrow's prices today. today. Yeah, and then so I, I get into it. I'm like, well, what's what's the hang up here? What is the problem? And they say, well, we're worried that the market is going to go down. Okay, well, how is that going to impact you once you move in? You're in the house. Well, it doesn't. I can afford the mortgage and I'm in and I've got a townhouse. Five that to I want. eight year plan. Yeah. Okay. So once you move in. So five years from now, could the market be different? Yes. Could be better. Could be worse. Let's just, let's, let's go with your scenario. Let's say it's dramatically worse. Your townhouse is now worth 
$750,000. But the house that you wanted to buy that today is 1.6 million, well, what's that going to be worth? And it's likely that the house could take a bigger hit than the townhouse. And if you lose 150 on the the townhouse, uh, the house could be losing 600,000. Do they own right now? Like, is this an upgrade or are they, or are they first? They, they do own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's, um, that's something they plan on holding though. Anyway, keep it as a rental. Yeah. Hold, hold the condo as a rental right. and then, okay. and then do this one here. But it was more the idea that like, well, let's just compare it. Like if you buy the townhouse and you're in, and then you want to sell it and move up to a house, when that day comes, you're still within relative terms. You're moving with the market. Yeah. So you're going to be okay. So this idea that I need to buy, as you said, great line, Jeff, tomorrow's price today, <laughs> um, it just it just doesn't make any sense. But they can't get it out of their head. And now it's just everything that we look at since that happened is going to be like, well, are they going to give it to me for a fire sale price? And I'm like, some product out there, even in the townhouses, you can go and you can get away with that right now. There are some opportunities. But this client also happens to want the best one. Right. The one that checks all the right boxes. Yeah. The one that you're excited about, other people will be excited yeah. about. Too. Exactly. When you yeah. see a sale somewhere, chances are they don't have your size. It's, <laughs> it's in a color you don't want. I think that applies to housing is if it's good, someone else will be happy to pay somewhere near what actual market value is. Unless this person's losing their shirt. Something's happening. There's Right. You know, but. And, and I just, I see it happen with just a number of clients where you get a little caught up in the future. And now I feel like we're just a little paralyzed. Yeah. Right. And, and maybe now there's a little bit of ego that's got in the way because they've, they've told me that this is their desire. And I'm, I'm wondering when and how we're going to get over this, uh, this mental hurdle. Cause it'll apply to every property. Yeah. I think now it applies to every one of them. So did you actually write? Um, we did. What did the sellers tell you? Oh. <gasps> No, thank you. <laughs> in, in fewer words or more words? They were different words. Different words. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's that's a tough situation. Again, yeah, transitioning there, there, market. There, right? there was there was no counter offer. It was it was. Come on, guys. You know this is the good one. Try again. This is this is the end unit. This is the one with the full two car garage. You know, it isn't your single car garage tandem. Like it is the one that everybody gets a little excited about. And the listing agent. Yeah, okay. Maybe my price is a little high, but not that high. Yeah, I, I, we're we don't need to come down to your your eight twenty five or eight fifty or whatever it is. Well, and the thing is too, if they'd started with a low offer, but not insultingly low, maybe they would have gotten a negotiation and actually gotten something good. 925 could have been on the table. Who knows? Yeah. Right? But, yeah, but, but you, you insult, you, you start by insulting the, they seller. raised Susie in this house <laughs> for the past 12 years. And this joker wants to come in. And it's just business. Jerry. Steal it. Hey, it just, steal it. Just from them. business. Yeah. Okay. That's not- disconnect there, but yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, it happens. And then that's the problem that we're when we're in a transition, no, these are all speculations, even coming from us as, as you know, three seasoned realtors. Uh, you know, things can go different ways. We don't understand the timing. It happens. We're going uh, to last three seasons. Three seasons. <laughs> it's one of those uh, short seasons too. So we only have four episodes. <laughs> it's like a mini movie, if you will. Um, well, the episodes are going to get uh, longer, though. There'll be fewer episodes, but they're going to get longer. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the last one will be like four hours. Yeah, yeah that, that's how. Well, we, are, we they didn't increase our budget, but we had to make it better. So. Yeah. 
We did increase our budget. We we've got way better equipment. We've got real microphones. We've got with real stands and microphones, and, and we you can't see, but we are wearing headphones. We're so pro. <laughs> <laughs> we look it. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, I think that's gonna wrap it up for episode four. Um, thank you for listening. Again, if you have any questions or comments, if you thought we were totally wrong about anything we had to say, let us know uh, at feedback at morealestateshow.com. And if you are enjoying the show, uh, one thing you can do that would really help us out is if you are listening on iTunes, if you could leave us a five-star review, that will uh, tremendously help us get out to more people. We've been really excited uh, with the initial launch. Um, it's going much better than we had originally hoped. Uh, but the more people we can reach, uh, the better. So thanks that's for, it for the show. Thanks for the support. Yeah, thank you very much. The end. Do you want to tell them what episode five is going to be about? Oh, I said the end. Um, yeah, we. <laughs> this could, is future. Matt. This is this is this is current Jeff uh, fixing Jeff's mistake. Uh, yeah, for next episode, we're gonna we're gonna be recording another one of these next week. So we're switching to a weekly format, and uh, I think for the next episode, we are going to be talking about uh, in real estate uh, what you, the seller, thinks works, what actually works, and what your realtor is doing just to find their next deal. Now the end. Juicy. <laughs> so it's my kid's birthday. First I've birthday. Never, never said that before. Happy birthday. Um, I have a baby. As you guys know, um, on the but day like, she was born, it was her birthday. Oh yeah! So now she t- <laughs> <laughs> and she had nine months. And oh so my now god! Twelve months. She's fifty-two <laughs> weeks old. It's her name day. Um, so, anyways, little Rosie's birthday coming up. I've been to a few of these at friends' like birthdays. You, you uh, I think you came to Asher's first birthday. Yeah, I've been to. Uh, we had a signature drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I wanted to talk to you guys about this now that everybody's not listening anymore um, is like, what's the deal with these birthday parties? Like you mentioned the other day, first birthday is for the parents It's to celebrate that you survived. Every other birthday is for Rosie, but this one is for you. Okay. Cause I, everyone I go to like first birthday, there's been a lot of them. Um, there's full drinks, catering, a really nice cake that's supposed to be thrown everywhere. Smash. Like they no cake smash is separate. You don't do that at the first birthday. Okay. That's a whole different thing. Okay. That's a like you go to a photographer. And, oh, I've seen it at and, the and, no, I've seen it at the party like full. Oh, throw, don't do don't do throw that. Throw a tarp down. Yeah, and here's a nice ganache or what? What's that crap they put on the like wedding cakes? We, like, no one eats like we, a marshmallowy meringue something. Whatever. We did a yeah. cake smash, and I'll give you a pro tip. Okay. Uh, don't get a cake that is red. <laughs> we got a red cake, and Asher smashed the hell out of this thing. But it's brown and red, and once it gets mushed up and he's, like, mawing down on it, we've got little zombie baby. Uh, it like, looks like blood. It, it looks like flesh and blood. <laughs> like, it, we got the pictures back, and we're like, oh, what did we do? Oh, <laughs> Should have picked pink or blue. Yeah. I'm so glad my kids are older, and I don't have to do all this stuff. What did you guys do for... Did you do a... 
No, no. My kids are that much older that everybody was just poor. None of this stuff was cool. Right. Yeah. It's and it, it, it's a bit much. Now it was a celebration that you know made it through year one, and we had friends over, and it was really nothing about the kid. Yeah. There were drinks and all the rest of it, but cake smash wasn't a thing. Yeah. Right. Hiring They're a photographer in a with, session in this yeah. this 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 elaborate event that is that is a must do now. Yeah. People in Somalia with no cakes to smash, and you're just. <laughs> And you're buying two, one to eat and one to destroy. Yeah, and you're like, Mom, we'll send her the cake. I'll send the cake to the people in Somalia. Get in off my back. block freezer bag. Um, it's excessive. Yeah, but I mean, essentially, you, you're celebrating the fact that Rosie survived a year. Okay. You did it. You didn't, you didn't mess cake. it up. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's exhausting. But sure. there's not much you, you feed them and change them and keep them warm. But anyways, the, that's not the the point. Is these birthday parties for the, and the kid just sits there and has no idea what's going on. You invite your friends. They know okay, this is just kind of for us. But then all of a sudden you're about to go there with your friends and you're like, oh crap, we got to get the kid something. What are we gonna get? So you stop by a gas station. It's always last minute. Um, yeah, I don't who, know who does that. No, no, you. I think I got Asher's gift from uh, not from a gas station. He got an air freshener. <laughs> Amazon. It'll come right to the office. You just like oh, click. now we're registering for gifts for the first birthday. No, who <laughs> registered? No, no. I can literally type in "baby" on Amazon and a bunch of cool stuff. Oh, will so you show. thought of this at least one day before the party? Yeah, literally. I've got Prime. I need to think about it two days before I go to the party. So, what are you getting, baby Rosie? Well, I haven't gotten an invite to the party. Oh. What's the yes, signature you drink? You got an invite. Did, how do you know this, Matt? Because I got invited. You're on the list. Oh, the signature drink is Wendy's Lemonade and Maker's Mark. <laughs> okay, I'm in. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Bur- bourbon and bourbon. And okay, well, if you're providing bourbon and lemonade, then I will get Rosie uh, one of the books that Arya really liked when she was little. Is it good night, and, good night Moon? Good Night Stars? Yeah, it'll be like in that, that genre. Because we have that one. Um, I might do Ten Little Fingers. Did you have Ten Little Fingers? One. Yeah, Ten Little Babies. Okay. Um, Three Little Monkeys Jumping on a Bed. No More Monkeys. Anyway, we get her a book okay. and a funny shirt that she'll grow out of really fast. what she really wanted was um, that Nintendo Switch, kind of like the one you have. or uh, <laughs> Yeah. Slip and Slide. Slip and slide, uh, a bourbon, you know, mar- margarita maker. You know, if it's truly for us, she's not quite ready for the full size BB gun, but maybe just the Something hand small. gun. Hand, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I think okay. so. paintball gun. Something for the so, jeep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we were able to sort of hammer through this. Um, that's helpful. When we, did I get invited? I don't know. I mean, well, everyone's going away. It's a long weekend. Long. I'm going to be away. Oh, you're doing it this weekend? I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't come. I'm sure Jane's put it in my calendar. I should check. Yeah, sorry. That's, that's what the invitation said. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I hope that was better than last show. The whole episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mics sure sound nicer. And these yeah. are real, really nice headphones. We do have to like end it here at some point. Yeah, I know. I was waiting for one of you to end it, but everyone keeps having the last word. <laughs>